Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Fantasy Premier League Outsider, brought to you by the MLS Fantasy Insider team. Yeah, that's it. Two guys from the West and uh, me, Reed Conley, out here in Kentucky. Uh, if you're looking for something else, uh, we'll just say unofficially we're sponsored by uh, Dugout FC, which is a pretty cool website if you want to check out some draft style English Premier League. And of course, uh, also check out r slash fantasy MLS and r slash fantasy PL over at Reddit. All, all the great people that help make this possible. And just, you know, fantasy soccer is awesome. Fantasy football is awesome. So, guys, uh, take a little had a little bit of break for the international little period there with uh, some fun times. We don't have that for MLS. We've got that with uh, EPL. So we had a couple of weeks off with the show, but now we're back. Even though things have been crazy with MLS, we're still doing a little bit tonight to go over our take of game week five for MLF for Premier League. No game week. No. F- yeah, game yeah. week five and great for game week six. So uh, it's it's. Got to keep all these things straight with MLS wrapping up and Premier League kicking off. It's it's everywhere. So guys, how how's your team's doing? Yo, so I I'll start just because mine is the train wreckiest. I like somehow even an international week is harder for me than a normal week, and I completely forgot fantasy Premier League existed. So I got four zeros and thirty five points. <laughs> uh, yeah, Romero zero, Klein zero, Sterling zero, Rooney zero. Captain Yaya Toure. I feel like I need to go next because I, I didn't forget about the international break and I tried to make some transfers and I had zero zeros and I got 44 points. So just just above the average right there. Um, my my captain choice for this round was Yaya Toure. Toure, I really thought that Man City was going to do a bit better against Crystal Palace even on the road. I was wrong. I did transfer in... Kolarov, so that would have been by far the best captain choice for me from that team with his nine big points for that clean sheet, which I was not expecting. But I also transferred in Howard because, once again, Chelsea's goalkeeper just let me down. Uh, So Howard, I thought, could do some good times, but Chelsea did sneak one in there, so I lost that clean sheet. Yeah, and uh, I took a negative four this week. Um, so I got 57 points. Um, I triple captain Gomez this week against Watford. Uh, and it was more based on my head to head league than overall ranking kind of strategy. And Gomez got two points and totally fucked me. Uh, it was just horrible, but I mean, I had Mares and Barkley and I got Creswell collar off. So I did okay. But, uh, I, could have been much better. I should have captained Mares with my triple, and I messed that up. I will say though, I did get all green arrows except for my head-to-head league, which I mean hardly kind of counts. So I'm, I'm not upset. I I still maintained second in my personal league for my with my guys from work. It's because the guy who was who was third place got 53 points, and so he's a whopping four points ahead of me in the overall. Even though I'm uh, nine points ahead of the guy who used to be first so um pretty decent showing within my my own little league i guess we're all not not so fantastic the guy who's winning is a canadian and he's also a manchester united fan and i went to a game this weekend i I watched manchester united versus liverpool at a a bar in the city where i work at and it was four liverpool fans a manchester united fan and myself the lone spurs fan and i have to say 
it was awesome because I didn't have a dog in a fight, and I was just hoping that a, a good result for Manchester United for my fantasy team. So I just got to kick back and, and watch it happen on the big screen. Pretty amusing. Wow, they got a soccer bar over there in Kentucky, huh? Uh, no, it's a sports bar, and my buddy also works for the university, and he was bringing a bunch of alumni over that evening to watch the the school's football team play and so basically he was like hey i'm bringing a shit ton of people over let me come in in the morning and watch soccer and they were like okay why not so <laughs> that's that's more of what happened it wasn't like the bar was packed so we weren't taking business away we didn't get sound but we just had the soccer game on the on the big screen that was all oh my god <laughs> Fucking American bars. They just, I've been in a bar where they refuse to put sound on the soccer game too. And uh, it's, it's not, not a fun time when you can't listen to the commentary. I did have the, the guy from Canada who was pretty much giving a head by a heads, head by head, step by step. I, I don't know. He was going to play by play. Here we go. He was going to play by play calls because he kept texting his buddies up in New York. And then he was just going on and on about how great the thing was. So all the Liverpool guys were, we're going crazy, and every now and then I was helping my buddy's son with his little Lego cars that he was putting together. So that was that was good times. Yeah, actually, that's kind of a funny story if we have a little time here. Uh, years ago, the only bar fight that I've almost ever gotten in my entire life was over a soccer game. Uh, my cable package at the time didn't have the channel available that, that Everton was playing in the Europa League on. Uh, I found a bar down the street that had the Europa that had the game that would carry the Europa League. So I called ahead and said, "Hey, if I come in, would you put the game on?" Guy was sure. Oh my God! If it wasn't Redneck Central though, and <clears throat> the the game commentary was in English, but it was a Spanish channel, and everybody barely tolerated my presence, screaming for Everton anyway. And then when the game ended and Spanish came on. Like the beer brought out just this inbred racism across the bar. And I was, what the fuck is this on our TV? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm you know I'm kind of a quick-witted guy, and uh, I, I I was kind of drunk, and I said something to this this big some bitch, and he got off his bar stool, and and I didn't run out the door, but I was I was hustling. I, I didn't need to get punched in the face over over a soccer game, but. Uh, yeah, American soccer bars, they have light years. They need to come still. There's actually a pretty good place in town where we used to go to watch the national team games. We went and watched some World Cup games, and it's a local pizza place. And so they, they actually will turn a couple of TVs on, and they'll have sound on. They, they'll, they'll give us like their event room to watch soccer and do stuff. And so we try to get a American Outlaws League started down here, and that didn't work so well. But I feel like they would be – pretty good for for watching epl games as well because it's right next to the university i'm sure we could get a lot of guys to come out but uh, it's just not the place where you can have alumni events <laughs> so that's why we went to this one but it was fun i hope to be able to do it again especially with some of the guys from work getting to watch this you mentioned the the champions league games and i have to say not a strong showing for uh for the england teams i think they may have rather have just had their their regular game week and just forget that happened what do you think uh, I mean, Chelsea kind of pulled their head out of their ass there at the end. So even down a man, but against Tel Aviv. Yeah. yeah Tel Aviv. <laughs> Superpower of the football world. You know, I mean, I'm not real great at global politics, but every time I think of Tel Aviv, I just think of like 
old broadcasts full of blown up streets and shit. So I can't imagine that they, their soccer team is that great to begin with. So yeah, ever, you know, it was a sad showing. Uh, yeah, I mean Manchester United not a fantastic result neither for City. Chelsea was the the, the four nothing blowout, and then Arsenal. What they say, Arsene Wenger was the first manager to lose fifty Champions League games. I think was an article I saw going through there. Uh, pretty pretty crazy stats. I'm happy for that result though to to see to see Arsenal go down. I read an interesting article that was predicting that the uh, EPL would lose its fourth spot actually in the Champions League due to so many poor performances. Um, I'm not sure if that would happen, but what, what do you guys think? Would do you think that's in, in danger of happening? I don't think so. It's like the most, what is it? The most muddied league in the world, just in terms of like the financial side of things. I don't know why you'd want to limit it to uh, four English teams, even if they are like performing mediocre in comparison to maybe how they have in the past. Yeah, it's I wouldn't I wouldn't knee jerk on this trend and say that we need to get rid of a spot for him because honestly I'm not I'm not gonna tune in to watch that Tel Aviv game if Chelsea's not playing. <laughs> so uh, I mean maybe it's a feel good story for the people in those other leagues that would get an extra spot, but I'm not watching it. So yeah, I think they're safe. Anyway, but you know that's enough. We're not here to talk about the UEFA Champions League. We're here to talk about fantasy Premier League. So let's get on to some discussion topics that focus more on that. And I think the top, at least in some of in my mind, and I think several other people could say uh, Aguero. He is thirteen point two million. I am amazed he's gone up that point two million, but he's doing nothing. He has got twelve points over these five weeks. Uh, is he worth this 13.2 million pound price or is anyone actually worth 13.2 million or 13 million? We'll just say there at the, this point in the game. I mean, I have him on my team, but I, I know in my gut that he's not worth that price. I mean, yeah, he's got 12 points on the year. Um, but when somebody's 13.2, that means, that means you're, you're intentionally having to get, a budget player on your team that's not going to contribute. My solution to get Aguero on my team is I have to have Wanyama on my team from Southampton. And that's just because Wanyama costs like 4.4 million. He's never going to get me any big scores, but I have to have a dummy player on the bench now just to accommodate Aguero. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I was pretty high on him for a while, and then he's the glass man. He is such a crybaby. And when he went out, like after 24 minutes this week, I was so glad I didn't captain him, but he's that guy that you can't trust to be healthy. And uh, it's, it's a dilemma. I don't know. I'm, I, I want to get rid of him, but I, something tells me not to yet. I mean, I'm going with not having him just because of that. Yeah, again, the injury and the price tag. To me, if you're paying that much for a player, it's got to be consistency. Um, you know, you can get big scores out of a lot of players, but... I guess you're paying that extra money should be you're paying for big scores all the time. And Aguero over the last year has just not been that healthy. And so it scares me. Yeah. I, I think it's absolutely ludicrous to have somebody priced this high at the beginning of the game. Uh, and, and that's across either the platforms with MLS or fantasy premier league. I, I know you're, you've got some formulas that are based on performance from last year, but it's, it's just 
ridiculous for for that that much money. You know, and this and this is where I I prefer the MLS game over the EFPL game because his price only rose based on his little tribe of acolytes that whenever he scores a goal, they just flock to get him again. So his his price rise, yeah, isn't it's not merit based. It's just because of the stock market system of the game. Whereas where you know in the MLS where Javinko shot all the way up, Javinko shot all the way up because he performed that much better week in and week out than everybody else at his position. Yep. So yeah, it's a different system, and I wish the, the FPL would move away from it because, I mean, who wants to sit there and look at those websites all day to see who's going to rise and who's going to fall? And I mean, yeah, there's there's a certain reward to getting it right, but I don't know. I mean, the one good thing about having him, though, is that when if you decide to sell him, you can buy anybody else on the table. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. It does give you some freedom with that way, but I don't know. I, I'm still hoping that uh, Yaya Torre can can pull it back and, and produce some more points for me. I mean, he, he had two goals at, in the first game and a couple of assists in each game following that. He's had a couple of blanks. I'm, I'm hoping that he can rebound a little bit this week against West Ham, but I don't know. But I, I'm hoping that he becomes a, a better point producer than, than he is at this point as far as my Manchester City coverage. Yeah, well... I mean, Manchester, they haven't conceded a goal yet this year. That's true. I do have Kolarov on my team. I brought him in last week, so that's that's a, a nice pick. Uh, obviously, that can't continue, so I'm just happy to at least get this one clean sheet out of them. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping that, that Yaya Torre is going to be the, where the points come from. Now, I mean, I know Aguero is going to score some more later on, but um, just for points per million, I, I just can't go with it. I cannot go with it. Yeah, you may you may convince me yet to get rid of. Him. <laughs> Just think of who else you could buy. So many players out there. So many. Uh, I also want to touch on one more topic before we move on to some of our picks or whatever else happens to catch our fancy. the The first game of of this round for game week six is is a doozy. It's Chelsea versus Arsenal, and so we just saw Arsenal tank it. In the Champions League, we just saw Chelsea completely dominate in the Champions League. So they, they both have these this uh, extra game that they're dealing with when they're coming back to play. Is is somebody worth getting on both of these teams? Is is this going to be just a goal fest, or, or what, what are you guys expecting from this big game? Mm, I like we said. I mean, Chelsea beat up on Tel Aviv. And maybe that gives him a little bit of confidence, but boy, when you watched uh, Hazard field goal, that uh, penalty kick, uh, <laughs> there's just something not right there in that team. And, you know, it's probably Mourinho, but uh, I, I think I think if Naismith can put three goals on Chelsea, uh, I think Sanchez and, uh, you know, Ozil can probably do the same. So I expect uh, Arsenal to win on the road. I will say I think Chelsea will win because, you know, the epic Mourinho and uh, Wenger, Wenger, whatever his name is. I can't pronounce his name, and I've known his name for my entire life. Uh, I still can't pronounce it. Their epic spat, I think it, Mourinho will get his players up for that. Also, I just don't like Arsenal. So There you go. That's, that's the <laughs> um, But I think they will win at 1-0. 
Chelsea doesn't look like they can score, and Arsenal has Olivier Giroud. God, that's, so that so, is not a recipe for goals. He's such a disappointment, isn't he? I mean, I'm trying to think of what kind of system he would be successful in. and I, One where he doesn't play. Yeah, I just... I mean, maybe he would be that kind of guy that could come to the MLS and get 15 goals in a year, but I don't know. He's just – he's so outclassed by everybody that's playing to his back. I mean, when you got Ozil and Sanchez and Ramsey, uh, you know, it's I don't know if they even want to look for him, you know, so to speak. So like, <laughs> why is this guy in front of me blocking all my shots? God damn it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've watched him for a long time, and I'm not impressed. Yeah, it's it's a weird dynamic up there with all of them. I don't I don't even have I, I have Ramsey and Koscielny as my Arsenal coverage right now. So I'm I'm hoping that uh, not a lot happens. But at the same time, I still have Hazard in my midfield, so I wouldn't care to see goals on both sides with Ramsey actually doing something, and for that matter, with Hazard actually doing something. But I'd also be okay with zero zero because I think that. I think people will be expecting a goal fest and I don't know. So I, I think the zero zero would be an awesome result. Just, just the outside looking in me like, ha, look at that. That's not what I expected, but then I'd have to hope that some other guys would really perform. But uh, I don't know. I, I, th- I think it, I think there'll be some goals in this game. Yeah, I, I think there will be, there better be, I'm going to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to watch it. So I am not going to do that. I can guarantee yeah, me, you. me either. <laughs> uh, that's actually my birthday, so I will have other things on my mind and and uh, than, than getting up and watching Arsenal and Chelsea. I just can't do it. Are you kidding me? When my birthday falls on an EPL date, that is my birthday present. <laughs> my birthday present is going to be to go get my girlfriend, and then she's coming down to spend most of the day with me. So that's that's my priority. That that does take it precedence over my fantasy soccer at times so you you single guys boggle my mind boggle the mind well for any more boggling of the mind ideas let's move on to our picks i'm sure uh some of our epl insider friends will be like where are we coming up with some of this stuff but for all of you guys who enjoy some of an outsider's look here's what we think are are the players to take a look at normally i'd call this this segment of the show Jason tries to pronounce people's names, but uh, he is off to Thailand this week and maybe for the next two weeks. Not sure back where he's going to be coming back um, or what gender he's going to be when he comes back, but uh, that's where he is. So we're going to going to do our best to uh, try to try to find some maybe off the wall picks that might turn out for people and uh, maybe make it fun at the same time. So let's just start this uh, guy keepers and defenders. Who do you like for this round? Uh, well, I got stuck with Fabianski for Swansea, which breaks my heart because Everton's going to play against him. Uh, but I'm not really chasing a clean sheet there. Uh, I'm sticking with Creswell and Kolarov. Uh, they both treat me pretty well. Um, and then I think I'll probably slot Darmy in, in there for Man U, even though I'm not really expecting Man U to shut out Southampton away. Uh, I'll give it a whirl. Uh, my defense is not, not very good. I have two Southampton defenders and Klein. I guess Klein is a good pick. Norwich seems kind of bad, so well, two, take a Liverpool defender. Two Southampton defenders may not be bad against Man U. 
Yeah, I don't necessarily trust them. So I wonder if Target is ever going to stop playing. But <laughs> yeah, say Manchester United's not. defense has been pretty pretty decent, but that uh, that Benteke bicycle kick in the Liverpool game, holy cow, that was that was just out of nowhere. Yeah, I was watching that and that blew my mind, man. That was a crazy goal. Yeah, he doesn't look like the kind of player that's like athletically gifted in that sense. So I don't think anybody was expecting that to happen. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit, man. I, I was definitely not. I mean, he, it just, was he just out-Rooneyed Rooney right there on his own field. So it was pretty awesome. <laughs> that Rooney wasn't even on there. So we can't worry too much about that. Uh, for me, you know, for Keeper, I, I don't really ever feel like Keepers are, are people to trade. Howard's been doing fantastic. Of, of course, Hart's been doing fantastic. If you had to trade somebody in for this round, I don't know. Maybe maybe go for Watford with with Gomez. I think that could that could be something that maybe works out for this time. As far as defense goes, I did not make any changes to my defense right now. I'm sticking with Kolarov, Darmian, and Koscielny. That's that's pretty solid for me. It's good value, I think, of of what to spend in your back line. If you are looking for someone to trade. Um, I mean, of course, Kolarov has to be up there at the top. Somebody on the more differential side, maybe Sanga, something like that. If you wanted to stay with, pardon? Yeah, no, that's a good pick. Yeah, I, I think I think he could be one. And then I don't know, uh, maybe some from West Ham. They have some. So I don't know. I just, I'm just kind of liking West Ham, Creswell, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I've been rocking Creswell since day one, and he's 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 legit. I like that yeah. guy. Yeah, I think those are a couple of some some differential picks you could you can bring in there and. I guess Creswell's been doing pretty well in points in general, but but yeah, those those are some guys I like. The defense, it's just this game. What I've learned over the past couple of years, I I don't throw a whole lot into defense. It's so much just more focused on scoring goals. That if I get a clean sheet, fantastic. But some good solid budget guys, and right now Koscielny is my most expensive guy at six point zero, and I figure that's plenty for me. Yeah, that is that's not bad, man. Oh, thank you. Let's move on to the uh, the bread and butter, I feel, right now in the game, and that's the midfielders. So who are you guys planning on fielding, and who do you like for the midfield? Mm, well, I'm sticking with Mares because yep. that, that dude is money. Um, I still have Barkley on my team, and I'll, I'll fully admit, when I picked him up, he was just kind of a sentimental pick because I, I like to have at least one Everton player. Um, but he's doing okay. He's got 34 points on the air, so I won't throw that away. And uh, I'm going to go with Torre and Sanchez. I'm going to stick with my, my four from the last week. Yeah, I'm going with Hazard because he is going to, I don't know, do the metaphorical tie flipping of Arsenal. Uh, Mata, Torre, and I'm going to captain Torre because... It didn't work last time, so I'm going to do it again. Uh, and Mares and Punchy. So, yeah, I don't really like my fantasy team that much, but I'll captain Yaya Toure every week. Hey, you know, that's, that's solid. Eventually, he's got to pay off for you, right? Probably, like at some point. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's decent. He's a good guy. <laughs> Gotta go with that. Um, I also did not make any changes to my midfield this round. Uh, I will probably make some tweaks. 
Next round, I'm going to be go rocking five midfielders and two forwards. I'm going to keep with Hazard. I figure surely to goodness he's got to find something, but he is definitely on my chopping block at this point. Mares is, is solid in my team. Ramsey also on the chopping block. The only thing that's really keeping him in there is he is uh, cheap and he's playing still. Yaya Torre, he's, he's got potential. And I've still got Mane on my team. He's losing some minutes, but he did get a couple of goals a couple of weeks ago, so I feel like, or a couple of assists a couple of weeks ago, so I feel like he's a pretty decent option to to, to hang on to for right now. And uh, with uh, Southampton going up against Manchester United, he may not last long either, but you never know. They... Um, they gave up some to, to Liverpool, and they're going to be on, on the road after playing a Champions League game. So something might happen. Maybe some magic there for Southampton. What about picks, guys? Who would you advise transferring in? Ooh. Well, Ooh. I mean, everybody's Mahrez. got Mahrez already, yeah, so yeah. you got to stick with that guy. You know, and then past that, I mean, I think, I think you have to still have at least look at IU from Swansea. Um, mm -hmm. Swansea's got a pretty good schedule coming up, and even though Gomi's blank for me, this this will become uh, past. Uh, I'm really high on IU, and if I make any change at all, it would be to to bring IU in my team. That's good to me. I don't really have very good advice. My team's been garbage. Um, <laughs> no, I'll tell you to bring in Hazard because I believe in Chelsea against Arsenal. God, you guys are <laughs> renegades with that uh, that Hazard pick, man. You know, like I said, well, I said he's on the chopping block, so I'm going to give him one more week and see if this this game brings out something in him that is is worth keeping. But he is he's definitely someone that I am willing to cut down to find better players. Just anybody doing something. It's awful. He's I don't I don't know what's up with him. What is up with him, guy? I you know, he didn't he wasn't he the guy that said though that he was like he wanted to be like one of the top three players in the world. Like he kind of put himself on that pedestal with Messi and Ronaldo. I feel like every EPL player thinks that at some point. But didn't he say that attacker? <laughs> it's when you say it out loud that you get get your shit in trouble. And yeah, he's he's not quality right now. I, I wouldn't until he does something, you know, just leave him alone. <laughs> there. Uh, for me, maybe I'm going to look at some differentials again. Uh, you know, I'm going to go to Aston Villa this time. If you're looking for someone to pick up, uh, Sinclair. A couple of weeks ago, he he did well, and Villa's playing against West Brom this week, so that that could work. West Brom has a draw and a win on the road. They've been awful at home, just in general. That's that's not doing doing very well uh villa is has one win on the road and a couple of or sorry that was on the road they're at home this week uh, a loss and a draw at home so they're not awful they're not awesome either but i feel like it's a fairly even match and sinclair could be a nice little differential pick to pick up for that round uh, otherwise yeah i think you got to look at some of the arsenal midfielders this week if you're going to bring in somebody somebody big to go with yeah that's I, I think that's where those points are going to be because everything else is just so so jumbled up. Um, maybe Tottenham can get something going on. Got to got to go from there. Yaya Torre is definitely someone who's on my captain watch. I got to say, Simon. So not not a bad idea. And then you already touched on 
on Swansea. So that's that's where a lot of the the best options are going to come from. So let's get to the to the final part. Um, forwards. Now, are you guys running a three forward system right now, or are you going with two? Although, guy, I guess you've spent so much money. Are you just running a one forward system? No, I got I got three. I've uh, okay. I have Gomi, Seguero, and Vardy. And Vardy's and Vardy's been great. So I don't. I mean, my forwards are making up for Aguero's sucky ass lately. <laughs> I mean, look at Vardy's last three scores are five, eight, and six, and he's six point two. I mean, <laughs> that that should be like half of what Aguero gets every week, but it's not. <laughs> Yeah, I have Gummies and Kane, who has done exactly nothing this year. I don't know why I still have Kane. I kept the faith for a little while and then just couldn't figure out the transfer to get him out. But I don't know. Maybe he'll score sometime, hopefully, maybe. I don't know, man. That's a big maybe. Yeah, well, if he doesn't score this week, he's out of my team. Uh just because I don't know, I'm making. I made three transfers already this week. I don't want to make another one. So, yeah. I uh, I've stayed away from Tottenham players a lot this season, which which hurts my soul on one part. But after just seeing our pretty subpar performance, uh, I'm I'm not sad that I did either. It was a good fantasy move. It's it's a bad just moving my head for, for my support for the team. But yeah, it's, it's not a good time for that. Uh, this is where I made my trades. I made two trades this week, took a minus four because, Hey, that's what we do in the MLS. And that's what I wanted to do. Also because I had uh, Rooney and the foe up front and I wanted to ship them out to have some more money in my bank to work on my midfield. So I uh, chatted with guy earlier in the week and I also have brought in Gomez and Vardy up front. I have them paired up with uh, Sako. This is this is me trying to pronounce people's names now with with Jason not here, um, from uh, Diarfra from from West Ham, so I've I've got a budget line. I'm just running two. They're definitely people who I'm banking on, and, and some nice differentials within my my work league. So I'm hoping that that pays off. Otherwise, besides those two, who else would you guys consider bringing in? Uh you know, I'm just I'm not really impressed with a ton of those guys right now. I mean, I'm really, I'm just really stuck on Vardy and I think Gomez is going to get plenty of goals. Those are my two main guys right now. I know everybody else is going to say, yeah, there's plenty of good strikers and there is, but uh, when you look at Leicester this week, and I wrote about this in my article, uh, they're going to play in Stoke and Stoke have lost both of their home matches and they have a minus four goal differential after five games. I, I just think Leicester is the team to, team to stock up on so if you don't have Vardy yet I would seriously consider getting Vardy you know I'm gonna gonna throw one in that's kind of crazy and at least over the next two rounds I'd look at Marshall over at Manchester United since Rooney's out with that hamstring issue uh it drove me crazy this week because I kept him in because it just said that he had a 75 75 percent chance of playing and for the last three years, every time I've seen a 75% chance of playing player in EPL, I'm like, ah, they're going to play, and they do. So this is the first time that I've had that happen, and it screwed me. But uh, Marshall got in there, and he got a goal. So with, with Rooney out, he is just 8.0. And I think for uh, this, this week against Southampton, and then next week at home against Sunderland, you have uh, a chance of maybe some more points there. 
after that in game week eight, they're away to Arsenal. So I wouldn't know. And then by that Everton game in game week nine, Rooney could be back in the picture again, if not before then. But I think that could be a nice little differential pick to throw in there if, if you wanted to go a little crazy. You know, it's not the worst idea in the world because... And it's still early in the season. Unfortunately for that kid, I mean, they paid a shit ton of money for him. So uh, he's going to have to be on the big stage whether he wants to be or not. So That just means he's got to play. Yeah. Now, he uh, he only gotta, played 26 play. minutes last time, and he got a goal. So, I mean, I'm figuring he's going to get at least maybe 70 in this next game. If he does well again, may, maybe push for a 90 in, in that third one. And then by then, I can you can ship him out. Oh, I thought you were saying he'll score at least 70 goals. I was like, <laughs> wow, that's that's optimistic. We all better buy that guy. But no, nah, I'd take break him. the record in one game right there. It's like, it's like, like wow. the weird science for fantasy football nerds. No, we created the perfect player from the game and put him on the real field. 70 goals <laughs> a year. <laughs> yeah, no, he'll, he'll get more minutes. He has to. There's no way you can pay right. that much money for a guy. You know, and then... The other thing uh, that we didn't talk about for a shit ton of money is um, Kevin De Bruyne. We really, he only played just a couple minutes after, well, it wasn't a couple, he played when Aguero went off, but he was my favorite player at Wolfsburg. So, I mean, for him and Sterling, they paid a crap ton of money. So, I, don't, I don't think the idea of a crap ton of money means anything to Manchester City. Because it's like, hey, you paid a shit ton of money for that guy. Shouldn't he be playing? And they're like, eh. We paid for everybody. Well, but except that, I mean, you took De Bruyne off a, a Champions Handbag. League team. So, I don't know. I, I look at some of, you know, Man City's other midfielders. That guy's he's got to be their number two midfielder, if not their first choice. So, he's really good. Little ginger snaps. He can run, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know. He's priced at $10 million, so... Maybe, maybe we'll see. That's that's not the not always going to fall. I guess it technically falls into the differential territory since he's just owned by one point eight percent of people. But uh, I don't know. That's a lot of money to gamble on. I could drop Aguero and get him, save some money. <laughs> you could. He's at least cheaper than Aguero. I might. Not. You might. You never know. People should tweet us. Tweet guy and let him know if he should drop Aguero for De Bruyne. Right now, at Guy Sanchez on Twitter. Simon, any, any forwards you want to throw into the mix? No, I would say don't get Harry Kane because I have him. <laughs> he's, he's not going to perform. That. Uh, no, no, I have none. Well, then let's wrap this up. Who are you guys looking at as a captain potential? Oh, I already told you. Yaya. Definitely Yaya Toure. Oof. Man, that's a bold move. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna Man. go with I'm gonna go with Mares. Go with Mares. You think you think they can uh, just exploit Swansea on the road? No, Mares is playing Stoke. Oh, they're playing. Oh, sorry, I still have it set to the wrong game week. There we go. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. No. I I, I think. Uh... I mean, Mars is the highest scorer in the game, after all. So I just, I just see that blue on my screen, and I, and I immediately think Everton. So it's, it's just not, not what I'm thinking. So yeah, yeah, yes, that's. Uh, I don't know. I, I was thinking that I was going to go with Yaya Torre as well, but Mars has been getting the points, so he's he's definitely 
an option. For you got to look at him. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think, yeah. So, so Mares, uh, I don't necessarily disagree that Yaya Torre should be an option. And, and then someone from Arsenal. I don't, I don't know if I have enough faith in Chelsea to, to pick Hazard or someone from there, but, but uh, someone from Arsenal, I think would have to round up the top three as, as far as, as captain picks. No defenders though. I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know how I feel about defenders this time, even though that would have worked well for me last time. Yeah. You never, I mean, Kolarov is, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, shit. Sometimes West you just got to ride that train until it, until it, you know, doesn't <laughs> burn no so. you. You do that. I mean, West, West Ham only has one win at, at home and they have two wins on the road. So that's, uh, a little upsetting if I'm going to try to do that. Uh, upsetting is not the right word. Just, it's just a little disturbing if I'm going to try to go with the defender with the team that's been winning on the road. Now, City, on the other hand, has won everything. So I, I really I can't I can't do anything with that. They're on perfect form in every way, shape, and form. So I, it, that's that's the hardest thing for me when I'm looking at the at different forms of teams. Is I feel like I have to have some sort of fault in order to act, accurately be able to analyze something, and I just don't have that with City yet. And good for City fans, bad for how I approach fantasy. I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's a good point. So we'll see. But that would be great if you're a West Ham fan. Then kudos to you guys if you're able to take down the Giant this week. You're, but though they're in fifth place, so West Ham is is really coming on this season. My boys. There you go, Simon. Right there. My boys. Invest. Invest. <laughs> Invest. My uncle's a big Hammers fan, so I'm just glad he's not in the in the league this year, in my personal league, or he'd be just giving it to me every time I saw him. Oh, you had one of those uncles that gave it to you too? <laughs> no. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I got I got to take Jay's place for at you least do. one like – Completely off the wall comments. So. Bring in your tacos and mispronounced names. Go. <laughs> no, I ain't eating them damn tacos. It's <laughs> crazy. Well, that's all that we have for the Fantasy Premier League Outsider this round. Uh, with MLS in the wind down, we're going to try to do this a little bit more regularly. We're we're zeroing in on kind of a format that we like, but please feel free to give us some feedback on Twitter or, or on Reddit or wherever you happen to bump into us. Uh, we like having fun with the show, so if you have questions that you'd like us to talk about with just some crazy fantasy Premier League or just Premier League thing in general, uh, you want sort of the the point of view of some some crazy Americans over here looking in from the outside, let us know. We'll be happy to bring it up and just see what we can toss around. Um, or if you don't like something, also let us know that. We're going to keep doing this, though, so I hope you don't dislike the entire show because that's not going to happen. But be sure to check out the next episode of the Fantasy Premier MLS Fantasy Insider. We have too many of these shows of the MLS Fantasy Insider after we recover from this giant double game week that's currently going on. And if you are playing in it, then good luck because it started out as a crazy one. Do you guys have any plugs you want to make? No, sir. I think I'm good. Nah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to us. And as we get ready to kick off for this Premier League game week, good luck.